For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Instagram's latest algorithm changes. Fully explained, this is the most they've ever really said about the algorithm. Also, if you use third-party tools to schedule and post on Instagram, we are getting a bunch of new features. This is actually really cool. And broadcast channels on Instagram have rolled out globally, but just because you have it, should you use it, We'll get into that and lots more. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I'm joined by Chelsea Pite. Chelsea teaches sales professionals how to leverage social media and technology to build a powerful personal brand and develop content that generates real leads. She's also the host of the Voice of Social Sales podcast and author of the book, Talking in Pictures. Chelsea, welcome back to the show. Super excited to be here as always. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So one of the first updates is that they're giving third-party tools access to do more things from Instagram. And it's always frustrating when you know Instagram has a feature, but then you you have your favorite scheduling tool and it doesn't do it. It's like, ah, come on. So what are some of these new updates that we're going to be able to do with third-party tools once they add them? Yeah. And it seems like every time we do an update show about things that are happening on the gram, this is one of the hot buttons on improving some of those limitations that have been happening with the third-party API. So this is really good news. As you mentioned, we have reported on some other updates that they have rolled out. And this is going to be great because your third-party tools are going to be able to do more. You're going to be able to do not only just business accounts, they mentioned specifically creator accounts, which I know has been a question that has come up before. Is this just business? Is it creator? We're a little confused around that. So they did clarify it's for both of those accounts. And some of the items that they're going to be allowing those third-party APIs to do is things like tagging more than one account and also changing the original audio. So if you're making a reel and you're using just your voice or somebody's talking in it, you can actually change the name, the titling of original audio to whatever keyword rich type of title that you might want to insert instead of just having it say original audio. Yeah, which is great. And, you know, it's it's great, as you mentioned, if you can change it to something people might actually search for. Now, obviously, we have to be cautious. We can't just go pull a song out of anywhere and upload it and call it something and hope that, you know, our audio becomes trending. We still, you know, because obviously most music is owned by somebody else. But yeah, I think that's great. I love the ability to tag more than one, which is going to be fantastic. The other thing I've seen people use original audio or the renaming the audio for is just another place to have text on the screen. So which is kind of a hack, but they don't seem to have shut that down quite yet because you can call your audio whatever you want. Like you can call it, did you know this? Or, you know, read the caption (laughs) or, or, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. So it's always cool to see a lot of those. And then the other thing I saw was the limit of daily social media posts per account has been increased from 25 to 50 posts across all social media types. So for anyone who has posted, just you've been trying to post more than 25 times per day with your third party tool, you'll be able to go to 50 soon. So, all right. The algorithm has mostly been secret on Instagram for years and years and years, but they've been becoming more transparent with it. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. I want to give you a quick resource though. If you're looking for tools to simplify your work, we've got our favorite tools and software that can streamline your business and your marketing efforts from content creation to analyzing posts, engaging with your community, developing future strategies, whatever it is you're looking for to make your life easier, you can get our tools resource guide to unleash the potential of these solutions for your business. So even if you're not looking for anything, sometimes it's good to just go and glance at this. And I know some people have put this on their calendar quarterly, just go see what's on there. If you want to check out our tools guide, go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash tools guide socialmediaexaminer.com slash tools guide. So the Instagram algorithm explained. A lot of this for those of us that geek out like Chelsea and I, it was kind of like, okay, we've seen some of this before, but I think it's good to kind of review all of it. So what was everything that they broke down with just so we can all kind of understand the algorithm better, Chelsea? I think the biggest takeaway for the majority of users on Instagram that may not be diving into all the nuances as much as someone like you or I is that there are multiple algorithms. There is, in fact, an algorithm for Instagram stories, for reels, for the feed. And they described essentially what is driving what you're seeing in each one of those places. And I don't think it will come as any surprise that the major driving factors are proactive engagement, meaning are you direct messaging an account? Well, you're going to see that person's content. They're going to see yours more often and higher up in their feed or closer to the front of the stories lineup because it's predicting that the people that you're communicating with are people that you likely want to see again in the future. So for content that is people that you're following they're looking at who you're engaging with and consuming and who you are communicating with. And then you've got content that is going out to people primarily that you don't follow or that don't follow you. That's on Explore. That's on Reels. And in those places, they're going to look at past content, past behaviors. What have you been interested in? If you like watching videos about a particular topic, you're likely going to see more of those videos being suggested to you. And they also talked about different formats. If you are a lover of a carousel and you love to swipe through and that's how you like to consume content on Instagram, it's likely you're going to see more of that. If you love short form vertical video like reels, then you'll see more of that in your feed as well. I think that's one of the key things. I mean, when over the last year and a half or whatever, when Instagram went all in on reels, and then they came back and they said, oh, sorry, photographers or whatever, we're going to go back on photos now. And everyone said, yay, photos. Like, no, we're all going to see exactly what we engage with, right? That's just what happens. And so I watch a lot of reels. And so most of my feed is reels. I have to scroll for a while sometimes to see an image post of any kind, even though I know people that I follow that post them. And I thought one of the most interesting aspects of this, you know, they broke down explore page and feed posts and stories. And I think it's important to know stories are never going to be seen by people that aren't following you. And so it's a really good place to talk to our audiences that already know who we are, as opposed to reels who are going to be seen by people who often don't know who we are yet. And so that's really 
a key part of the strategy and how you decide how you're going to focus your time on this. Because as we know now, with a third-party tool, you can post up to 50 times a day. <laughs> so if you decide yes. to do that, it's like, what goes where? And I think that's a really good way to look at that. All right. Ads are also getting some updates. And these are interesting, I think, whether you currently do paid traffic or not. What are some of the updates that Instagram ads are getting here soon? Yes, they have been working on rolling out Instagram Reels ads and also interesting new placements. This particular update is about Instagram search results. So a new placement, a new area that you can decide, I would like my ads to go here. So when people are going to be searching within Instagram and the little search bar, which I don't know if you've seen this, but recently mine has changed and I'm starting to see little trending topics that are suggested underneath that search bar. And we know that search and discoverability is one of their major focuses as a platform. And so it's becoming increasingly more important. Therefore, why not put some ads there because people are using search more often. And so the idea or the picture that they were showing to go along with this is that you'll be able to still experience the reels and watch it with a little bit of an overlay so that it's not an actual only just an ad you can actually consume while the ad is being shown, which I appreciate because I didn't want to swipe through another ad. So I think this could be a really interesting way for people to get more exposure and discoverability, especially as search is being used more within Instagram. And that's one of the big things that I've seen both on the Instagram side and the Facebook side. In our most recent show about Facebook, we talked about this meta is really leaning into the Reels ad experience being something that feels more like a Reel. Because in the beginning, it's like, yeah, throw an ad up on here. And there's something to be said for being a pattern disrupt, right? They're watching Reels and their sound, and then you just have this static image. But generally, that's not a great experience. And so the fact that, you know, I know on the Facebook side, and I assume this is going to be part of Instagram as well, you can swipe through like a product catalog while the reel is still playing and different things like that. So that's cool to see. And then, you know, the app install ads, as they used to call them now, they're going to be app promotion ads, but that's been included in part of all these new reel ads. So, all right, our favorite part, I think new features, Yay. I don't know. I guess you could say as social media geeks, I hope you don't mind that I call you that, Chelsea, but but as social media geeks, we're like, yay. But at the same time, when we coach and work with other entrepreneurs, we're like, ah, sorry, here's another thing they're rolling out for us to worry about. But what are some of the new features we're seeing roll out for Instagram? I'm not sure if these new features are what we call finally features, because I <laughs> am not excited about some of these, but we have seen that broadcast channels have now been rolled out globally. And you might be thinking, well, hadn't they already been rolled out? They were only in certain countries. Now it is a global rollout and everybody should hopefully be able to create a broadcast channel, which again is sort of a one-to-many messaging. It's not two ways. You can't communicate back and forth like a group chat. It is truly a place where you would have one person or group of people, admins, who would be disseminating information to a group of people. I usually use these for large events or updates so that I don't have to search through things. And when somebody has some sort of new update, I follow several broadcast channels that allow me to get that notification and then I can easily scroll through, but I'm unable to communicate back, at least for right now. There's some tests that are coming out showing a possibility of maybe being able to have some prompts inside of those channels so that you can have a little bit more communication with your network. 
And you're also going to be able to see suggested channels. This just popped up for me. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what channels are. They're going to maybe start suggesting some, probably based on content that you're already consuming and people that you're already following. So look for that. They're going to be suggesting different channels for you to engage with and to follow. And they're also going to include a possibility of what they call a channel expiration date and time. And that will also give opportunities for sort of moderators and different people on the team to be able to change some things within those channels as well. So I love the channel expiration date and time, and I'll tell you why in a second. But have you talked to any of the people that you work with or recommended having a broadcast channel to anyone yet? Yeah, I think for use cases, certainly several of the creators I know that have subscriptions that are on Instagram, it's another way for them to communicate and share information. Like I mentioned, I'm currently in a broadcast channel right now for a very large conference, which is very helpful because they're putting all of that information there. You know, there's not 500 people commenting on it. So it keeps it really easy to just go back in there and find that information that you need to know about whatever that particular event is. And I think that would be helpful with that expiration date when you are doing something that is time-based like that, where after the event is over, I could see it expiring and that could be a really good use case for it. I like the expiration thing for that reason, because if we think back to the other side of Meta on Facebook, you know, Facebook groups in the beginning, wow, look at these groups, look at these people. And we have shared interests, you know, from the consumer side. And now it's like you get invited to a Facebook group and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, because I need another Facebook group and I need more emails, <laughs> right? You right. know, because we're all in enough Facebook groups. I once yes. I was on with a bunch of people and we just quickly figured out, just like, oh, we're all in way too many groups. But that's when, you know, pop up Facebook groups became a good thing where, you know, you, run an event or a promotion or anything like that. And so that's what I love about this is I think getting people to opt into your broadcast channel, if it was a short term thing, could be a lot more effective than, hey, sign up for, you know, daily tips and trying to keep up with it. But we have to look at all of these things now because we have obviously the feed and multiple feed posts and we have reels and we have lives and we have DMs and we have notes now. So, all right. And then another feature that they recently announced was about letting people download Instagram reels to share off platform, which was a big part of how TikTok grew. And so what's the update on that? And how do you feel about that idea? Yeah, so I get it, right? They're looking at other competitors. That is a big reason that TikTok grew because content was able to go viral outside of even TikTok. My concern or hesitation is, well, what about somebody who might try to repurpose is the kind word, <laughs> repurpose somebody else's Steal. content. <laughs> right. So, you know, the, right now, at least the way I understand it is the default is that you can individually go into each one of your reels and decide if you want to turn off the download setting. I think I would like it the other way around where I would have to go in and say, all of them are not able to be downloaded or do the opposite. So I would rather have it the other way so that I can make that decision. I'm not sure how I feel about somebody downloading my video without my knowledge and what might they do, be doing with it. But I am putting it out there. And certainly people could say, well, you could screen record it, of course. So I know that their goal here is to expand, is to grow, is to follow in the footsteps of one of their <laughs> favorite competitors. And so a lot of people are very excited about it for that reason, for more additional reach and the ability to have their content go to different places. 
the moment they announced this, I had one of my clients ask, like, should we turn that off? What should we do? You know, with any of these things and with all social platforms, I always tend to lean on the side of don't put extra restrictions on your account or your profile until it's a problem. But if it becomes a problem, it's good to kind of know that it's there. It will be interesting to see if they change it so that you can just turn it off for all of them. Most of the settings in Reels, it'll go back to whatever your last Reel was, like whether you have their built-in captions turned on and things like that. So I could see it going in that direction. But you know, I'll tell you, I love to share content. And one of the things that I do with TikTok videos, you know, it's like sometimes I see something interesting or funny about a cool animal or a cool place to travel. And I want to show my kids just as a consumer. And so I'll save it to my camera roll. And then we're standing in line for flu shots. And and I'm like, oh, hey, let's go see what's on the camera roll or whatever it might be, you know. And, you know, we're trying to calm their nerves before that. And so that's where I think it's helpful. And I think it'll, and obviously it'll be watermarked and things like that. And so, and this, if you're not in the US, nothing you need to worry about now. It's just in the US for right now. And then we talked about all of the different aspects of Instagram. One of them that's more recent is these Instagram notes, which show up at the top of your DMs and they look kind of like Instagram stories and you can basically add, do you use them? What is it like six words or something like that? That Or how much will show? Three it, words? Sure. There was a quote from an article that we're pulling this information from that said it's part Twitter, part away message. And I'm like, well, if that isn't a perfect way to describe it. Hmm. And for those of us who are our generation, Jerry, or maybe older, you might remember the aim messages. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is supposed to be short. I mean, if you think about how small those circles are and how small you're looking at it on your phone, you don't have a whole bunch of lines to be able to leave a message. But the idea here is, is that Instagram knows more of their users are now communicating privately and going to stories and in the DMs. And so they're trying to encourage people to have more conversations and to also start sharing more. And notes was one of the ways that they were going to be testing that. And now you can actually add music, which again, kind of brings me back (laughs) to the years ago of some of the forgotten socials that we use where music was a big part of your page, or you could set it to have like a song when people visited. And you know, some people I know say they love it because they really like to kick off their morning mood or set their tone with the song of the day. And certainly that's another way to possibly connect and start conversations with people as well. So you are going to be able to add music and translations, which I think is pretty cool. So I'm not sure if that's rolled out to everyone yet, but different language translations are coming out. I personally have the ability to add songs to my notes, but I haven't done it yet personally. (laughs) Yeah. Translations is an interesting thing because I just wonder if we're headed towards this place now as transcription gets better and better, where almost Mm -hmm. any piece of content will be, I mean, first will be available with subtitles in any language and then eventually an AI voice where it'll just automatically do it. I got approached by a company a few years ago. It was the, probably the, one of the best subject email subjects I've ever seen. And it said, have you seen yourself speaking Japanese? <laughs> I'm like, no. And I clicked on it and they had taken one of my YouTube videos and had somebody dub the video in Japanese, a chunk of it. And I was just like, wow, that's, you know, still me talking, but it was interesting to see. But, you know, my family was actually recently traveling in Japan and like the Google translate apps where it'll quickly change the language or like we could hold it up to a a menu or a sign. It would change all of the characters into English so we could mostly accurate, see what we were ordering and, and things like that. I mean, it's amazing. And I, my understanding is Google already has a headset where you and somebody else could wear it and it'll translate in real time. And so that's a big expansion from we're going to translate this four word Mm -hmm. (laughs) thing. Yes. (laughs) But neat that they're taking advantage of that, I guess. I have not used notes and 
I've played with it a little bit. Again, it's one more thing. And so it's like to add that to your strategy every day feels heavy for me. And so it's interesting that they are leaning in, you know, anytime they add more to a feature, it's like, okay, they're not going to dump that in 10 seconds. Maybe right, we'll exactly. <laughs> play with that a little more. All right. And then yes. of course, we couldn't do an Instagram update without something about AI. So what is this uh, AI news update from Instagram? Or unofficially, I guess not from Instagram, right? Yeah, no, no surprises here. I mean, we're going to see a lot of AI leaks and tests that are coming our way. They're taking a page out of the book from what I understand, Snapchat, which again, no surprise, they are repurposing an idea that Snapchat calls it my AI. But the idea is that they're creating this AI sort of chatbot. And this chatbot has 30 different personalities that you can pick from or set. I'm not sure what that looks like because they don't give you much information. They just basically say, with 30 personalities, <laughs> and it will answer questions. My guess is things maybe like commonly asked questions, maybe a trivia question. It also says give advice, which is pretty vague. So <laughs> we don't know if that means give advice like, hey, I'm going to a three-year-old birthday. What kind of gifts should I bring? Probably something like that. But it is the first foray into sort of this AI chat. And I also believe that I saw a recent leaked screenshot of testing of AI comments on Instagram. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that either. But yes, so we understand that they're going to give some advice, answer some questions, possibly inspire some creativity, and maybe even help you write a comment. <laughs> yeah, well, and this chatbot specifically, and again, it was kind of just a screenshot that somebody grabbed and a few major publications reached out to Meta and they were like, well, we don't know anything. We don't know what you're talking about. They just completely disavowed all knowledge. But it's interesting because, I mean, Instagram as loud as, you know, or maybe louder than anybody else has just been standing on top of the mountain going, authenticity and real people and connections. And they're like, or you could talk to our fun little robot, you know, it's. <laughs> or have them write your comments, yes. And that's where it becomes a really slippery slope. Mm -hmm. you know, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about AI and the things that it can do. One of the things that's been on my things I don't have time for a list was to see if you can set up an automation where it automatically replied to all of your emails and then save them as drafts. You can go and just like check them. Mm -hmm. But the comment thing is interesting because it does go against that whole authenticity thing. But it sounded to me that just, just this AI bot that they aren't working on officially sounded like it was right. more entertainment based and to keep somebody in the app longer and things like that versus doing right. market research or content research for people like marketers. But we'll see if it ever officially comes to light, <laughs> I guess. So quick reminder, visit our tools resource guide for solutions, software, all the things to make your job easier as a, a marketer. You can go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash tools guide. Chelsea, where can we learn more about you? Best place to find me, surprise, surprise, is going to be Instagram. It's just my first and last name. You can find me there. Send me a DM. I love hearing from people who are listening and or watching to the show. And I'm excited to be back again. Thanks for having me. It was always a great experience. <laughs> and of course, if you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, we have two for you to check out. The Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.
Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.